if we're only having access to 10% of our potential through 10% lung capacity, what's happening with that other 90%? And what's really interesting to me is who could we become if we had access to the other 90%? Hey, hey, high vibing it. Homies, welcome to 2024. Hopefully the best year in a while. Energetically, I feel like it's going to be a good one. I think there's still going to be some intensity, but it's going to be good. I think better, more, I would say more beneficial aspects, hopefully for most of us. And today we have a really special episode with an awesome guest. But before we dive in, since it's been a while, if anyone's new to the show or you just need a little refresher, my name's Kelsey Aida. I'm a best-selling author, a manifestation coach, self-love goddess, and all the things that help make your life better. And my co-host, Lindsay Robinson, is a hypnotherapist extraordinaire. She will get your subconscious mind right. Anything else you <laughs> want to add to that? <laughs> you always do so good. No, I will get your subconscious right. I will You'll get it right. Watch, Watch out. Me. Watch out. Careful. Your subconscious yes. might be popping. Sorry. It might be popping off, <laughs> might be sparkly, very sparkly after your sessions with Linz. <laughs> and our new friend was Ava Joanna. She's a celebrity breath coach and founder of the Academy of Breath. And we're really excited to talk to her today. So Ava, thanks for being here. Thank you. I feel like this is like a meeting of the minds. I'm like, oh, we all touch on such great yeah. things. This is going to be a great conversation. Yeah, I, it, it is too, because one of my kind of one of my, I don't want to say resolution because I don't really like resolutions, guys. One of my intentions, at least for as long as I feel like doing it, it which I think is I like like that approach. the best way to say it, <laughs> as long as I feel like doing it, is to incorporate more breath work. And this is actually really, really good timing. I think for a lot of people, it will be good timing. Who doesn't want to start off with some breath work? I mean, we're going to learn more about it and how you in particular uh, practice, but I really want to I want to say Ava Johanna. Is it Ava Joanna or Ava Johanna? Johanna. Johanna. Okay, good. I just wanted to clarify so I don't like, you know, say it in a weird way. But uh, before we get started really into like the deep dive of what breathwork is and how beneficial it can be and the ways that we can use it, what got you into breathwork? What is, I mean, what kind of got you to this part of your life? Tell us everything. Oh my gosh, my my dark night of the soul, the the rock bottom, Classic. the the, chroni <laughs> the chronicle, the chronicles of my rock bottoms that happened in my early twenties. You know, I grew up and did not have the most amazing. I, I say teenagehood because my childhood was great. Um, it definitely had lots of trauma in it, but it was still a very love filled childhood. And it wasn't really until my teenage years that things started getting a little, getting a little wackadoodle, I would say, um, for lack of better terms, because of the separation between my stepdad and my mom. Um, within a year they of them separating, my mom, my sister, and I were homeless. We were evicted from our house. We were bouncing back and forth between neighbors, houses, friends, um, family members. I was staying with my boyfriend for a period of time, and it was traumatic. And it was one of those moments in time where I look back and I say I'm incredibly grateful because where I grew up 
in Southern California, there was a lot of money, a lot of affluence. And so I was able to see a different way than what I and my circumstances was exposed to. So it really lit a fire under my ass to never be in that position again. I remember telling myself at 16 years old and like making this vow of like, I'm never going to put my family in this situation again, because this is horrible and it's embarrassing and I feel shame and I feel just angry from the circumstances that I have. And so from that point forward, I really adapted this like hustle and be scrappy and claw your way out of these circumstances that stuck with me until I would say like 23, 24, when I got to such a low point with my health mentally and physically, spiritually, I would say, and emotionally as well too. And we can dive into what that looked like in more specificity, but it was, that moment in time where I had hit like a really intense rock bottom and my girlfriend said, Hey, let's go to a yoga class. And I was like, yoga, <laughs> yoga. I, I had taken yoga as an elective in community college. Cause I was like, I'm just going to sit too. in the back and be on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what this is. I don't give a shit. I'm just going to take this class because it's easy. It'll be an easy grade. And even though it was as simple as showing up to class and just like stretching in my in my perspective at the time, I couldn't even do that. Like I failed yoga as an elective because I didn't even show up. Um, <laughs> so I went to this yoga class with my girlfriend and it was... And if anyone has ever heard my story before, I say this a lot, but it truly was the first time that I had ever felt at home in my body after feeling so unsafe. And it was literally just that like come to Jesus moment of I want to make people feel as good as I feel right now. And I had never really had this like outward desire to make the collective happier or better, better or healthier. I had always desired to create that for the people that I loved and I knew and for myself, but it was this really beautiful moment where I actually got out of my circumstances for a moment and thought bigger about who I could be and what I could do. And my yoga practice gave me that. And it was so beautiful and such a incredible feeling that I had never experienced before that I think maybe a month or two later, I saw that a yoga teacher training was happening at the studio. And I was like, yes, I'm in. I had no idea how I was going to make it happen. And um, what's so crazy is that at the time I was like, I'm going to start blogging. I'm going to start writing a blog and writing about mindfulness. I remember my first blog that I ever wrote was a about how to create a morning mindfulness practice. <laughs> and after I signed up for the yoga teacher training, I wrote a blog article on how um, or why I was choosing that specific studio. And the studio owner saw it, asked me to lunch and said, if you document your entire experience, we'll pay for the entire training. And it was just like, again, one of those moments where you're like, okay, yes. Like, I'm just going to keep saying yes to this. And from that point forward, as we went through the different limbs of yoga and different um, practices that are included in the yogic realm, like breathwork and meditation, breathwork was that one thing that really stood out to me where I was able to move beyond just like the standard yoga practice of moving your body warrior to, you know, ch chaturangas, et cetera, 
and experience something deeper within myself. And that was really what hooked me. And I'm very much the type of person who once I find something that I'm really passionate about, I go all the way in all down the rabbit hole. And um, from that point forward, I was like, breathwork's my thing. Meditation's my thing. This is what I'm so passionate about. This is the thing that has supported me the most. And it's been so cool to see how this really simple practice that I thought was only really reserved for my yoga practice or like my morning meditation has turned into something so much bigger that I've used in everything from my career to my relationships to manifestation. Mm -hmm. I have to ask what your, do you know what your human design is? Yes. And you guys are going to laugh because I'm literally living my design. I'm a one, three projector. Projector. I like that. I don't have a lot of projector friends. So yeah. We, we encounter a lot of uh, fellow MGs because we're both MG. Um, so yeah, very cool. Your story, well, you're in good company. There's a lot of similarities yeah. here. First of all, Lindsay lived in SoCal for a long time. I'm from basically San Diego. Where were you? Where did you grow up? I, yeah, I grew up in Northern LA County. So Agora okay. Hills, Westlake area. And then right after where? high school, I was like, get me out of here. And I went down to San Diego. Yeah, so Where was LA, this elective? Oh my God. Where did you take the elective at? <laughs> San Diego City College. Okay. I went to Pierce, which is like, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember where it is. I remember driving there and I could not. Yeah. I could not (laughs) do it today. Do you ask? I don't know. It's somewhere in that on the streets. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I I, definitely a lot of similarities. I, I love that most of our guests and especially most of the more heart centered, I guess you could say have similar stories you know they had that moment where they were like I gotta figure this out and make my life better and this is what I choose to make my life better so um yeah I know you know this but you're definitely in good company (laughs) (laughs) yeah and when you were sharing your experience about your first yoga class I was remembering my (laughs) first yoga class and it was hilarious because I was in Encinitas California at the time I didn't live there but I live close by and there's a lot of yoga there so my friend one of my friends I grew up dancing with forever she was like oh you gotta do yoga it's just so much more restorative than dance like instead of destroying your body you'll like build it up I was like okay it sounds nice I'm gonna be so good at it I'm super flexible right it's a hot yoga class mind you and the first thing they said to me they were like oh is this your first time uh, doing hot yoga. And I was like, oh, it's my first time doing yoga. And they were like, okay, well, if you feel like you need to throw up, just go outside if you need. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was a 90 minute class. It wasn't Bikram, but it was a 90 minute class. It was over a hundred degrees. I didn't throw up, but I did feel like I was going to die multiple times. Luckily I didn't die, but that experience, <laughs> I was like, I need more. It was so hard, but I need Interesting. more. <laughs> I never really got like, what is it? Is is the hot yoga supposed to just release toxins faster? Is that well, why? Are we sweating through it? Forms of hot yoga because some are supposed like, to hallucinate. There's different, there's different styles. <laughs> not hopefully not. Not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a sweat lodge, but it kind of yeah. It it helps to open your body and your muscles faster with the heat. Ah, yeah. And there's something about like breathing in the heat the humid heat that makes it, I would say a little more like a mind game where you have to overcome how much harder it feels to breathe. But you started at like advanced. So I started, yeah, like way hardcore, which I should not have, but you know, we all, we all start somewhere. You live and you learn. Uh, But when you're telling your story, I I was laughing. I was like, 
relatable, relatable. Yeah, yeah. I just remember yeah. trying so hard and being like, I'm, I'm just not, this is not, I can't do yoga. Yoga is not a thing for my body, but I know I just, it, it was just an elective and I, I didn't, I mean, I don't know. I was like, am I doing this right? And I want to make sure that like, sure, draw me a diagram, but I know it's so, it's supposed to be so like personal to you, but like, I need to know, <laughs> teacher, come here, tell me, tell me where to move. But yeah, it's, it's a uh, yoga something, man. I, I have been doing yoga every single day, Kels. Wow. Been proud of you. January 1st. It's been eight days, guys. Clap for a week. I know. <laughs> Let's talk to me, you know, in another week. It's actually been going pretty good. I look forward to it every day, which is which is not uh common for me. But that is another reason why I wanted to incorporate, you know, some more of the breath work. Cause the breathing, I'm just out of breath whenever I do yoga. I'm not breathing right, guys. <laughs> so like inhale here, exhale here. And I'm like, I'm already on three exhales. I can't <laughs> I can't keep up with this breathing. So I need to work on that. But uh yeah, talk to us more about like the basics of breath work. What do, what do we what do we do when we actually intentionally breathe and use that breath? Yeah, it's such a great question. So, you know, it's funny that you say like I feel like I'm not doing it right. I'm not breathing right because most people aren't. Most people aren't, and it's so interesting being a instructor and a teacher because now I can see like if I walk into the gym, for example, I I am appalled. I'm like <laughs> none of you are doing this right. I used to take f45 classes and everyone would just be like panting in and out of their mouth and I'm like close your damn mouth and so it's like something that to me I'm like I'm shook that it's not talk of talked about as much as it should be because our breath and the involvement our breath has and our lungs have in every single aspect of our being like it's involved in everything and most people like an over 90% of the population are not breathing correctly and are only using 10% of their lung capacity so even when they are breathing they're not using the entire capacity of their lungs and that's crazy to me because if we think about it if our lungs and our ability to breathe correctly is connected to our ability to properly digest food, our ability to sustain energy throughout the day, blood flow, our hormones, our fertility, staying our alive, system, <laughs> literally staying alive, but not only that, our subconscious our frontal lobe of the brain which is where logical thinking analytic analytical thinking in is like it's where this podcast for everyone who's listening it's where this podcast is going to be stored in your brain mm -hmm. and so it's like if we're only having access to 10% of our potential through 10% lung capacity what's happening with that other 90% and what's really interesting to me is who could we become if we had access to the other 90%. And so that's the thing that I think is really important and what I really want to build awareness around and like bring to a mainstream audience outside of just the yoga studio, because I think that for a while, breath work has been kind of like a woo-woo practice um, that ultimately like we all have the ability to breathe. We all have access to our breath. You don't need to carve out space to be practicing breath right. work correctly. Like I know with a meditation practice, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't have five minutes or I don't have 10 minutes, but you can literally be breathing correctly when you're in line at the grocery store sitting in traffic. And so it's something that we all have access to that I think can greatly elevate 
any individual's life because it elevates them mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And with your breath, again, when used correctly, you have the ability to really elevate who you are, how you feel, how you think. And when used incorrectly, you can be stuck in these habitual survival patterns, whether it's the incorrect breath that's causing that fight or flight response that's then sending cortisol and adrenaline throughout your body and is shutting down your access to your frontal lobe of the brain. So it's kind of like this this ultimate tool that we have that can really open up doorways that we don't have access to if we're not breathing correctly. Hey, Lindsay here. Have you seen what's new inside my Align Your Mind membership? Members already get instant access to my best hypnotherapy audios, mindset hacks, manifesting methods, and more on demand right at their fingertips. But now when you join AYM, you'll also get a major VIP level upgrade with my brand new goal-focused hypnotherapy toolkits. These toolkits inside AYM are carefully curated hypnotherapy bundles designed with your specific goals in mind. Whether you desire to call in more money consistently, get out of the mindset rut that you're in, renew your passion and confidence, manifest with more ease and power, cultivate more self-love and inner knowing, or finally release the burdens from your past and heal. Once your subconscious mind is on board with your goal, it's a done deal, and that's what my toolkits are designed to do for you. So if you're ready to rewire your mind, release what's holding you back, and manifest your desires with ease, the AYM membership is where it's at. Just hit the link in the episode description and start embodying your highest potential. Yeah. So and- that begs the question. <laughs> unless you wanted to ask another follow-up question Linz go Kels I'm ready so first of all what are we doing wrong specifically that was good to be breathing wrong and then obviously follow-up question how do we breathe correctly or more beneficially I'm scared for her to tell me now because then I'm just (laughs) gonna be thinking about breathing the whole time and I'm gonna miss everything she's saying that's a good thing here's what I love about (laughs) your type of work and my and my type of work and Kelsey's type of work and a lot of these holistic practices are these are things that could cost you nothing you can just do you're doing it already you just have to be intentional with it and practice more and learn ways to do it differently it's such a low risk high reward situation like it can only benefit you (laughs) there's no there's really no downside so anyway back to Kelsey's question what are we what are we doing wrong help us yeah, so there's two two main things. The first is that most people are not even knowing unconsciously breathing in and out of their mouth. And breathing in and out of your mouth is like one of the worst things that you can mouth do. Mouth breathers. Mouth breathers. That's why it's a thing. That's why it's a thing. And so mouth breathing, I mean, there's so much science behind it. And I don't want everyone to like fall asleep during this podcast, but I get so I get so like lit up by this. I love the science. <laughs> I think Andrew Huberman did a podcast about it. So just go listen to that. It's probably like three hours. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. it's a it's a whole book's worth of no, there, and there are full books worth of like the downsides of mouth breathing Um, for everything from like literally the structure of your face to sleep apnea, snoring, not getting enough oxygen into into the lungs, which is required to be able to like healthily push your blood through all of your vital organs. So it's like, it's a big thing. It's a big deal. Um, So mouth breathing is the first thing. So one of the things that I would suggest, like for anyone listening right now, just notice if you're breathing in and out of your mouth, mouth. close (laughs) your mouth, close your mouth, close your damn mouth. I say that all the time to my boyfriend when we're, when we're in bed, I I can hear him. I can just hear him because we're usually cuddling. He's usually the big spoon and I can just hear yeah. 
So I'm like, <laughs> close your damn mouth or I'll just like pinch his lips. <laughs> so yes. mouth breathing is, is one yeah. of the number one things that people do wrong. And then the other thing is that most people are only breathing in and out of their chest. And so you can even check in with yourself right now and notice where you're breathing. Yeah. And so that is often because throughout our lives, we experience so many little stressors and big stressors too. We have, we have little trauma, lowercase trauma and capital, capital T trauma and daily stressors that can send us into little, I'm not safe to be here. Right. And so what happens is that over time, if we don't have a way to regulate our system and to recreate that safety in the body and guide ourselves back into like, hey, is it our nervous system essentially into, hey, it is safe to be here, then it just adds up and our breath shortens and shortens and shortens and shortens and shortens until it's only in the chest. And the interesting thing is that in the chest, we have all these little nerve receptors that are connected to our um, autonomic nervous system, specifically the sympathetic nervous system. And so what ends up happening is that if we're only breathing in through our chest, it's likely caused by stress, but then it's causing more stress because the sympathetic nervous system is constantly getting this um, little communication signal from our breath saying, hey, it's not safe to be here. So the number one thing that I would say, again, is close your damn mouth. (laughs) And then number two is notice when you're breathing in and out of your chest or maybe holding your breath. And I always just say the best way to bring mindfulness around your breath is to put a hand on your belly and a hand on your heart and slowly breathe in through your nose, down into your belly first and create that wave-like motion that oftentimes we, we hear about in our yoga classes. But again, this is something that you can do at any point from belly through ribs into chest. That's how we should be taking a natural breath in and out. And so those are the two biggest things that we can do to correct our breath. And honestly, like that within itself is conscious breathing. You don't have to go into a two hour long transformational breathwork journey in a yoga studio to be practicing breathwork. Yeah. I I do have a question about, um, you know, you practice the mindful breathing. Does the breath, I'm sure it does, but I'm just getting, I'm going to ask it anyway. Does the breath have a muscle memory? So like you sitting here now, are you just naturally breathing the way that you should, or is it still something you have to kind of check in with yourself and make sure? So at this point, if I am to check in with myself, I can feel myself breathing into my belly and into my chest because I've been doing this for so long. That and doesn't- I know, I don't know you that well, but I know already that you haven't always been that way. I'm sure you were a chest breather exactly. like myself. 100% when I first started and anytime that I'm stressed out, I notice I'm holding my breath or that I'm only breathing into my chest. And so it's also this really incredible communication tool that can help us gain greater awareness of mm-hmm. how we're feeling. And so it's like this two-part thing. It's like you can control your breath, change how you're feeling, but you can also notice your breath to have better awareness of how you're feeling. And so you get to know yourself through your breath as well, too. You know how you respond, you know your triggers, you know the things that maybe make you feel unsafe so that you have this opportunity to, in the moment, create a different pattern and not just like give into your old ways of being. So I'll give an example. The other day I was couple days before starting my period I forgot that I was starting my period and I went well, to isn't that fun <laughs> happens to me every month yep. <laughs> fun when you're like, like oh that that's works. why <laughs> <laughs> and I went and I sat outside with my boyfriend and I was like I don't feel like I'm doing enough I don't feel like I'm doing enough and I'm starting to freak out and what if it doesn't work and what if it all burns down and I just like started spiraling 
And I noticed when he started talking and I was just sitting there and I was kind of like receiving what he was saying, but not receiving what he was saying at all, that I was holding my breath. And that when I was taking a breath in, it was like only from tits up. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. in that moment, I was like, oh, okay. Like I need to come back to my breath because this isn't helping me right now. And if I want to be able to work through this negative spiral, I need to be able to come back to my breath to help me calm down. Because if I'm not calm, I'm not going to be receptive to anything he's saying. I'm not going to be receptive to any positive affirmations or any mindset work. Like I'm not going to have access to it. And so, yes, I now am at a point where my foundation or like my happy resting place with my breath is that natural breath because it is a muscle and I've trained it to return back to the way it should be and also I'm still human and I still have stress and experiences that make my breath respond in a different way which is a good thing because it's my nervous system protecting me and that's another important point that we always try to make in this podcast at least is like yeah you can be doing all the things but you're still here and you're still feeling all the things and you're still human and going through all kinds of experiences. So we always try to invite our listeners to have a little grace and patience with themselves, especially, especially when trying something new, but even when you've been doing it for years, you know, we're, we're all here to just keep trying to get better. So I appreciate you being vulnerable and saying, saying that you're still practicing it because most of us are right. And it's important that we talk about the pre-period spiral because let me tell you, literally, (laughs) almost literally, at least every third month, if not every single month, I have a complete meltdown and it's very, it has that same undertone of like not enoughness. Like, oh, I'm so ugly. I'm so fat. I'm so skinny. I don't have enough muscle. I don't have enough money. I'm not doing enough. I'm not successful enough. I'm blah, 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 whatever. It's very self-judgy and it's very like not enough is the vibe. Um, And it comes in hard and it brainwashes you, right? Because those hormones, they be strong. (laughs) And then you don't remember that you're about to start your period. And then two days later, you start and maybe you're a little crampy, but energetically emotionally in your mind you feel so much better and you're clear again you're like oh yeah yeah (laughs) I was going through the hormonal ringer it's okay those thoughts aren't even really true it's okay it's okay the shoulds really come at me hard and fast when in in that time I I yeah and you always feel like it's just it's got to be so it can't be that or you're not even thinking of that so you're like oh it must be the end of the world okay here we go let's be real And then, yeah, and then you find out that you guys go through it too. (laughs) It's fine. We go, it's fine, guys. Just come back to your breath. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah, that is definitely the period of time where you need the most grace for yourself because you're not supposed to be in like full drive everything forward, big momentum, boss phase in whatever area of life. Like you are supposed to be having your own little inner winter and like crawling into a little fetal position and eating the chocolate and breathing and not doing anything. And I think that it's hard when we live in a society and like, we're not all synced up on cycles. So we can go on Instagram and someone might be ovulating and they're doing big stuff. And we're like, why am I not doing big stuff? (laughs) Um, And so the grace piece is just so big because we are not meant to be in like a hundred percent productive, like go, go, go mode 24, seven, three, six, five. 
I have to remind myself, and I hope this helps anyone. I will get there faster if I just have patience with myself. I will get there faster if I just allow myself this time. And it seems so counterintuitive, but it, it it is true because if you force and if you rush and if you push yourself to do things you're not in the space to do, it's just going to, you're going to go one step forward and two steps back. So hopefully that helps somebody. You'll get there faster if you just let yourself go through the, go through whatever it is you're going through and come back to your breath. <laughs> I keep saying, where's your breath guys? Find it right now. Go back to your breath. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Close your damn mouth. Check it. Close your damn mouth. <laughs> have you have you shortened it? Because I keep wanting to say CYDM. Close your damn. No, I haven't. Well, close your damn mouth. It's because usually I'm like a little bit annoyed. It's only typically towards like my family members <laughs> and the people I love most, and I like can hear them breathing close yeah. to me. So it's usually like close your damn mouth. Come on. <laughs> what about those people who do it like only when they sleep? Because I my husband does it, but only when he sleeps, and I have to be like. You're snoring again. <laughs> they have mouth tape. I haven't used mouth tape. I have definitely put uh, like a stamp on my boyfriend's mouth before. Um, but I like have a postage stamp? Yeah, like a postage stamp. Did it work? <laughs> I'm savage. <laughs> I love this. Like 50 cents for you to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and so the mouth tape is really just to keep the mouth closed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and I hear great things about it. I have I know a lot of people um have used it before. I don't know. It kind of like, I've watched too many like gory horror movies where it just like kind of freaks me out a little bit. And I feel like, again, like strengthening the muscle, I've built so much awareness around it just from like going to sleep at night that I'm pretty good at like closing my mouth without clenching my jaw. Cause that was an issue for me in the past too. Um, but yeah, if you do have somebody or you yourself snore or have sleep apnea, it's crazy. I mean, there's a lot of studies that have been shown that breathing in and out of the mouth while you're sleeping is what develops these diseases and what's developing all of these different, um, you know, sleep issues, whether it's snoring or sleep apnea. And so it's a cool thing to try out and like an experiment if it's either yourself or someone in your life to get the tape or to just start training yourself to close your mouth at night. Yeah. Or maybe try a new position because I mean, you're going to be more likely to breathe your mouth if you're like on your back and your head's really like, you know, really tilted back. So maybe you need to sleep on your side or I don't know, switch it up. Try try something different. Get another pillow so you're not so like back, you know, that could be an option. And for some people, it's become, as anything, become so natural that they don't even realize they're doing it. I can't, if I try to breathe through my mouth, it's so weird. Like I am a, I am a full devout chest breather. I'm trying to change. I'm trying to reform, but I can't breathe through my mouth. Kels, can like, have you ever found yourself just breathing through your mouth? Like randomly? When I'm sick. Am I really? Like recently had a cold. So like I was breathing through my mouth the whole night and I was like, I hate this feeling. And then my throat was so dry. I was like, I just want to breathe. I don't want anything more than just to breathe through my nose. Yeah, it's it's so interesting how whatever you practice just becomes natural. So yeah, going back to that muscle memory, that is good to know that eventually it's not going to feel you know so foreign to to take a deep deep breath all the way through to your abdomen and your belly. So it's definitely a positive thing. Okay, I have a fun topic to dive into next. Is it about periods again? Let's go. No, moving on okay. from the periods, <laughs> but may, maybe there's something to the periods too in this. But I want to talk about breathing specific specifically as it pertains to manifestation and I've been thinking about using the body to manifest a lot lately because 
I had this Akashic Records reading. I don't remember with who, one of our lovely guests who offered me one. And she was like, yeah, one of the reasons you're so great at manifestation is because the way you use your body to manifest. And then I've been trying to think of like, well, it's so natural to me. Like, how do I do that? I don't really know how to explain yeah. it. Right. So I'm putting words to it and I'm exploring this topic, like when I'm in the gym and when I'm meditating and stuff. And I'm curious your perspective on breathing, manifestation, how you use the breath to manifest more, um, and anything you have to say on that topic, which I'm sure you have lots. Yeah. I love this topic. I think it's so fun because a lot of times when we think about breath work or meditation, just the way that like our modern world has categorized it is like, it's a tool for really releasing stress or reducing stress or having a better night's sleep and like being able to combat life. And, um, to me, Yes, that's like where we start because we have to be safe in our bodies and in our in our environments in order to have access to like self-actualization if we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, but who are we beyond the stress system? And that's where manifestation comes into play. What do we desire to create when we are safe in our environment, when we are good? And so the the breath to me is like the ultimate manifestation tool because it's an embodiment practice. And so when we get into the body and we're able to elevate the sensational experience in our body, oftentimes the physical sensations that we are building in our body are what we would associate the thing that we're manifesting with. So for example, if you are manifesting the love of your life and you're like 2024 is my year I'm meeting my man I'm meeting my partner is gonna happen and when you think about what it's gonna feel like to be in partnership which is one of the right the laws of manifestation is to feel it and to become it and to believe it on like a sensational level it's gonna feel like openness it's gonna feel like love it's gonna feel like safety it's gonna feel like freedom it's gonna feel like excitement and passion and fire in your body and the breath can bring us there. So when you are thinking about the things that you're manifesting, it's getting clear on, okay, well, how am I going to feel when I have that thing? If I already had that thing, how would I feel? And then you can use your breath to mimic that feeling. So maybe it's like, okay, I want to, well, I'll go back to the last example with love, right? You're going to feel that fire, that passion, that excitement. Okay. We're going to use an activating and energizing practice that is going to build up sensation in the body so that you feel that excitement in your body so that you're collapsing time between you and the feeling that you want to feel so that you can feel it and be it and embody it now. And then maybe on the flip side, it's like, okay, well, I really want to pay off all my debt this year. And I feel like once I have zero debt, no student loans, nothing, nothing in, on the credit cards, I'm going to feel safe. I'm going to feel peaceful. I'm going to feel at ease. I'm going to feel just solid. Okay. Let's get some calming breath in then. Let's calm your system so that you can start to feel those same feelings right now in this moment, feel it, embody it and become it. And so for me, the breath is like this daily practice that we can use to help us feel the feelings of the thing that we're desiring to create. And so it makes it really easy for people to bring the manifestation into their now moment, into the present moment. And then when you change how you feel, you start to change how you think, you start to change how you act. And so how we feel influences so much of how we 
show up and relate to life around us. It changes how we perceive the world. It changes what we focus on. And so if you can change how you feel at the start of every day using your breath, how you move throughout your day is going to be vastly different than if you just roll out of bed, check your phone, compare yourself to other people, feel overwhelmed by your schedule, and then just like kind of like mindlessly head down, move throughout your day. And so it kind of is this gateway into influencing who you are, how you think, and how you show up and how you act. And we know that manifestation is a combination of feeling, belief, and action. And so it influences all aspects of manifestation. Hey, hi, Vibin' at Homies. It's your homegirl, Kelsey, here. Have you ever felt like you're stuck in the daily grind and looking for a simple and therapeutic way to elevate your life? Well, I've got something super special for you. Introducing the 1111 Club, my new Etsy shop, and your go-to destination for transformative, downloadable, and printable journals. Imagine unlocking the secrets to a positive money mindset, diving deep into transformative shadow work, and manifesting your best year yet with my new year manifestation journal. These journals are crafted and channeled by yours truly to guide you on your journey to living a best life. Many of the prompts and exercises you'll find inside the journals are tools I personally use and tools that I use with my high-paying clients that you can now access for only $11.11 a journal. And as a special treat for our podcast listeners, enjoy an exclusive 30% off on all journals right now. Yes, you heard that right, 30% off. Just use the code HVI30 at checkout. Don't miss out on the chance to transform your life one page at a time. Head over to the 1111 Club on Etsy right now. Your journey to a better you starts here. And as always, I've linked to the shop in the show notes. Happy journaling. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in how to get these fiery breasts going. This is the, I don't know what is going on. I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be a little vulnerable. Kels, hold me. But, Do it. <laughs> but, but the thing, the thing that I'm finding so hard just in the last, not even for, since the new year, but since my hibernation mode, which I would say started in September, in October, I went on vacation, came back and I just, it's been, it's been harder for me to get up and going uh, harder than normal. And, and I know that this is my hibernation time and I'm, I'm embracing it when it comes to like manifestation for me at this moment you're in such good timing because I'm the biggest challenge I'm having is like, what the heck? I can't tap into these feelings. I know what I want to feel, but it's so hard for me at this moment. And it's never, it's never hard for me. But right now it's like, how do I, how do I just feel this? What am I doing wrong that I usually am doing right? So I, uh, you know, meditation helps and, and the yoga helps and all these things, but if I'm trying to visualize before getting out of bed, which I try to do every day, I'm like, okay, come on. Like, <laughs> this is so easy. It's usually so easy for me. And I never thought to incorporate the breath. I'm, I'm, I'm a little shook right now. So when we talk about like, if I want to feel, you know, I guess the biggest thing for me, whenever I'm trying to manifest is relief. I want to feel relief always. When I have a goal and I achieve a goal, that's the first thing I feel is relief, maybe validation freedom, abundance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relief is number one. So do you have a breath for that? <laughs> let's, let's go. I need a yeah. breath. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So 
what the the thing that I want to say, the disclaimer I want to give before I share what the breath practice is, is that this might not be good for everybody. So for example, if you're on your first day of your cycle or your first couple of days of your cycle, don't do a more activating breath practice. You don't need to stimulate nervous system anymore. Like create that nice safety in the body. If you're anxious, if you feel overactive in the mind, if you feel already kind of like contracted and just like, I feel like at any moment I could explode. Don't do an activating breath practice. If you're pregnant, don't do an activating breath practice. That's going to create stress in your system. So there are disclaimers to this. And I think if anybody's listening and is like, Ooh, like maybe I shouldn't do this, then I would say, listen to your body and, and don't do it. Do more calming breath practices. I've been in like a two year season of mostly just doing calming breath practices. I used to, in the beginning, just do like activating, energizing practices because that's what felt good and what felt really natural also for my overactive system. And I learned that oh, the calming is what I really need and the calming is what creates relief for me. So I think it's just having a little, having a little check-in with yourself before ever doing breath to ask yourself, like, is this something that's going to benefit me? And this is something that's going to really honor what I truly need, um, on a deep level. And so activating practices can be really beautiful, but I do think that they're kind of thrown around a lot without understanding the bio-individuality of every single person. Um, so I always like to give that disclaimer because breath is medicine. It is, something that can alter our system. It can change our brain chemistry. And so it's always important to just let people know that yep. before going into and, any practices. And just for the newbies, a calming breath practice can be used by anybody. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah. So the yeah. calming ones, good to go, but the activating ones may create a little more stress. And for those that don't need more stress, just don't do it. Yeah. Or just re reach out to me, send me a DM at Ava Johanna. If you have questions, feel free to reach out. I'm always open and available to chat with anybody. For me, I'm all about like making sure people feel empowered with their breath because I've had a lot of people and friends say that they've gone to workshops or classes and experiences with other teachers and have like been terrified to ever do breath work again. And so if you wow. experience that, like, no, you're not alone in that. I hear that a lot too. <laughs> Yeah. It's, with hypnotherapy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's more about the practitioner not being able to have these types of conversations before to make sure that whoever is on the other side, the receiving side is in a position to actually be ready and available for these practices. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think the word activating too, sounds like really sexy to a lot of people. So they're like, Ooh, I want to activate my energy. I want to activate my life. Right. But they're already like super stressed out, super <laughs> anxious. And now they're going to do a breath. That's going to make their body go into like fight or flight, which could be used beneficially in certain instances, but probably not that one. So yeah, it is good to do the check-in before and like, what do I actually need right now? What's going to be most mm -hmm. beneficial for me. And then just listen to that. Totally. Well, and I think so many of us are addicted to stress chemicals too. So activating sure. is like, oh, this is just like speaking my language. It's giving me all <laughs> the things that my, my system is so familiar with. Um, so sometimes the calming practices for people like myself that have been in a mostly overactive state throughout their whole life can feel kind of boring and like not as um, immediately satisfying, but like in the long run, it's mm -hmm. literally just like helping you create a more sustained, healthy system. So, yeah. um, I always love to have this conversation, but with that being said, let's talk about activating. And then I'll also share calming as well, because I feel like having both sides of the spectrum would be helpful for people. Love yeah. it. 
So easy activating practice is going to be a forceful inhale and forceful exhale all in and out of your nose. So you're again, breathing into the belly, ribs and chest, but it's just going to be a little bit faster. So when you're doing this practice, it's going to be forceful in forceful out. And it's going to sound like this. So again, it's in and out, in and out very fast. Does that make sense? Yep. Yes. Your mic is really good. We didn't hear any of it, but just guys imagine a really <laughs> loud inhale and exhale through your yes. nose. <laughs> I can't get for the life of me, figure out how to get zoom to actually record my breath. It's, it's a real issue. It's, actually. Okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> really help you with that mic. once we're done recording. Cause I think Perfect. I know Perfect. how I can yeah. help you so with that. With the tech if part. I were, if you were to just listen to my cues, it's in, out, in, out, in, out. So it's going to be faster than your normal breath. And all the way to the belly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. you're not just breathing in into the chest, you're breathing into the belly, ribs and chest. So it's going to be really fast and forceful. Um, and typically what I say is do about 30 rounds of breath or excuse me, not 30 rounds, 30 breaths and like three rounds. What cool. if you pass out? Have you ever passed out? I feel like no, that would make me pass out. You're not going to pass out. For okay. that. But <laughs> if, you are, if you, if you do start to feel like this is a lot or I can't catch my breath, just stop, just stop. Got it. Slow so down. don't go over the edge, guys. I did yeah. do one breath work. I can't remember who or when or why, but my whole my whole body like started to tingle, and I was like, uh oh, oh, this might be. I might, <laughs> and I I had to stop because I I was like, this I, I'm this is interesting, but uh yes, okay, so thirty breaths, three rounds, fast and deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Further and you can give yourself as much space as you want in between rounds. Usually, I give myself like a minute a minute and a half in between rounds. Um, but 30 breaths, three rounds, a minute, minute and a half between each round is uh, going to be about a five minute practice altogether. And it's pretty gentle as far as the, um, because you're breathing in and out of your nose, you were probably in that practice where you're breathing in and out of your mouth. Probably, yes. Yeah. So usually it's the hyperventilation is ultimately what's happening. You're just <laughs> hyperventilating and it's always going to feel more intense in and out of the mouth. So when you do it in and out of the nose, it'll be a lot more gentle. Okay. That's going to be on the activating side. Quick, the before we get to the calming, yeah. what, how do you feel when you do activating? What is activating? Activating. So it's activating your sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight or flight, which can sound scary for people or they might after this whole conversation be like well why the hell would I want to do that and the sensations associated with your sympathetic nervous system are often going to be a little bit of a faster heartbeat you might feel tingles in your body you might feel this sense of elation come over your body where it's just like that kind of that feeling of relief especially once you get to the end and you're like oh I can just like breathe slowly in and out now yeah. and go back to my natural breath um but it's different for every single person so if you do feel different sensations than what I listed as long as you feel okay in your body you're fine. If at any point you start to feel like this doesn't feel good, like I said, just stop. Return to a natural breath. Slowly in and slowly out. Your breath is so intelligent that it will bring that feeling of safety back to your body within 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay. And fun fact, you have to pass through fight or flight to go into hypnosis as well. You you activate it and then you drop. It's like it is. It's like that relief from from activation. So it's not always 
to panic. It's sometimes used for relaxation and for relief. So I definitely am a hundred percent on board with that. Okay. I love that. I love that. Yeah. We've had, we've had a lot of hip, um, hypnotherapists come through the Academy of breath and like bring it into the beginning of their sessions. And mm-hmm. it's just awesome because it helps you bypass a lot of the faculties of the mind that can stop us from being able to get down into the subconscious. Wonderful. Love it. All right. Calming. Calming. Yeah. Calming. Okay. Amazing. So calming practices, really, really simple. My favorite is a physiological, physiological sigh. It's going to be in your nose, out your mouth. We think about a battery having a hundred percent charge when you're breathing in for your first inhale with this, with this breath practice, you're going to fill, fill your battery about 75% of the way. So there's still going to be, you're not filling up to the entire top where you can't take any more air about 75% of the way. From there, you'll take one more sip of air that's going to fill you to about 85%. So another like 10% smaller sip of air. So inhale, take another sip, open mouth, exhale. Like it. That's the physiological side. Five minute practice has been shown to be more effective than mindfulness-based stress reduction techniques. So, And should we do rounds of that or just what do we do? How, how many reps? <laughs> Five, just minutes, five minutes worth is what the science shows oh, five minutes worth. Okay. but honestly i feel like 60 seconds you're gonna see a change yeah yeah i already do i feel I'm like doing it like one like three times and you're like oh i'm feeling better uh-huh. just keep going <laughs> they always say like breathe come to come back to your breath and it's said i think it's said so often that it kind of gets lost in the shuffle and we forget how no that is the foundation like there's you start there and then you can build on to other practices. But I think if you're trying all these things, but your breath's not right, you, you're like shooting yourself in the foot, you know? Right. Breath, very foundational. I'm glad we're going back to the basics. Basic this is so basic. important. And basic sounds like, uh, so basic, so elementary. No, this is things that a lot of people don't know and understand about life. Okay. As crazy as it sounds, it's like you were explaining in the beginning of the episode, like most people are breathing wrong. It's 2024, people. It's time to breathe right. Come on. Let's right, guys. We can do it. <laughs> oh, out. man. Ava, this has been great. Thank you for joining us. And we're going to spend a couple more moments together over on the Patreon. Maybe you could like lead us through in real time and experience if you want. I don't know. I'll invite you to do that. Um, and if you could, before we do that, tell everyone how they can connect with you, more about your academy, more about your work, how they can work with you. Yes, absolutely. Well, this has been so much fun. Like I said, if you have any questions or want to connect with me, you can always send me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram is at Ava Johanna. Our Breathwork Academy, it's called the Academy of Breath. It's a 12-week breathwork and meditation certification program, but we've also extended into a full online education platform for breathwork and meditation and mindfulness, identity work using the breath specifically. Um, So we have our 12-week breathwork and meditation certification. We have our next round starts February 15th. If anybody is interested in joining, we have a personal practice course. We also have our advanced practitioner training and I also have a membership for business owners, entrepreneurs, coaches, space holders, anybody that has a service-based business who wants to incorporate breathwork into the 
behind the scenes of how they show up in their businesses. So we use it to have conversations about sales, about creating offers, about your client experience, about navigating the nuances of leadership. And so it's a really fun space to not necessarily learn how to teach other people breath work, but to use it in your own life and your own business and your own leadership to elevate. So those are kind of the main ways in which you can work with me. And then I also offer private coaching. Beautiful. And of course, we'll link to your website. We'll link to your Instagram, all that in the show notes for easy access for everyone. Um, Last question I want to leave you with before we transition over to the Patreon. If you could give someone whose intention is to breathe more beneficially, one like sentence of encouragement, what would you tell them? Mm, I love this so much. Remember that it's the most simple things that make the biggest difference. And it doesn't have to be this long drawn out practice that can support you. It can literally just be as simple as in between your tasks at the beginning and end of your day, taking a moment, 60 seconds to connect with your breath, slow down and let that be enough. Mm. She spoke directly to me. I feel like I have to do all of it in in like one day and then I burn myself out for the rest of the week. I need to learn simple, small moderation is the best way. Uh, so thank you. And for all of those like me, you're allowed to just do it in between. It doesn't have to be a long drawn out thing or overcomplicated. I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, my favorite place is the car, honestly. Like don't do anything crazy in the car because you got to focus and drive, but it's easy to focus on your breath while you're also driving, especially if you're sitting in traffic and you're about to get worked up and you're about to like flip someone up, yeah. <laughs> the horns going like that's a great time to practice those sighs, to get a little more relaxed, to get into your breath, breathe a little more deeply. So you can incorporate it anywhere. Honestly, <laughs> don't make it into this whole big extra practice to add to your list of things that you have to do today. Just be more mindful, practice a little more here and there, and then you'll feel how good it feels and you'll just want to do it more and it won't feel like a chore. You're the best, Ava. Thank you so much. Let's go to Patreon and and party, guys. Let's party. 2024 Patreon (laughs) ringing in the new year. (laughs) We'll see you guys over there if you're like, what the F is the Patreon? That's where the super supporters of the show come. They give us just a couple bucks a month to support the show. Helps keep the lights on. Work, like pay for all our programs stuff like that and then we give you guys bonuses longer episodes video content all that jazz so meet us over there link is in the show notes we love you so much and have a great new year thanks so much for tuning into the show thank you to everybody who has left a review and shared the podcast with friends and family we super appreciate it it really helps the show a lot You can further support the show by joining patreon.com slash high vibe to get exclusive content, extended episodes, bonuses, and more. Thanks again for listening. We love you so much. And we'll be back next week with another new episode. Bye. Bye.